Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hyperelectric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Thursday. As always, we're presented by The Green Solution. Hey guys, make sure to visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. And if you use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. On today's show, continuing the countdown I began Wednesday of... The Denver Nuggets' most important players for next season. I went over 15 through 11, the 15th through 11th most important players in my mind for Denver for next season. Quick recap of that 15 Bull Bull, 14 Jared Vanderbilt, 13 Blanco Chanchar, 12 Wancho Aaron Gomez, 11 Michael Porter Jr. So I will go through who is in my mind the 10th through 6th most important players for the Nuggets next season. And then on Friday show, go five through one. So without further ado, no really news items to get to today, although a bit of Team USA news coming down. Andre Drummond, one of the few true centers on the USA training camp roster uh, for training camp, which begins on August 5th here. So next week, pulling out of Team USA consideration for the summer, meaning Mason Plumley, who was a late add to the training camp roster. But ironically enough, in terms of this discussion, the 10th most important player for me uh, heading into next season, could make this team. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did, because if you're looking at the true centers remaining 
on the potential training camp roster, and more guys could still pull out here over the next couple of days. Miles Turner, Mason Plumley, I believe that's it, and Brooke Lopez. So if Team USA is looking for a true center and they don't want to rely on sticking guys like Julius Randle, Kyle Kuzma, P.J. Tucker at the five, which I think they should if I was deciding this team, if I was choosing a 12-man roster for Team USA this summer, I would definitely want a true center or maybe two, probably two on my roster. So I would want two of Plumlee, Brooke Lopez, and Miles Turner just for defensive purposes because there are some big bodies that they're going to have to go against, mainly Nikola Jokic. Uh, So maybe Mason Plumlee makes his team. Who knows? We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. But let's move on to why I think he's the 10th most important player for the Nuggets heading into next season. And as I said on Wednesday's show, this was the toughest call I had to make so far in these rankings. If he was going to be a more important player for the Nuggets than Michael Porter Jr. next year. And really when it came down to it, there's just so much unknown with Porter, whereas Plumlee is just, well, he is very known. You know exactly what you're going to get from Mason Plumlee on a night-in, night-out basis. And because of that is why I chose to put him 10th. And a lot of people, I think, soured on Mason Plumlee's year because he just did not look great in the playoffs. And the Nuggets' entire bench did not look great in the playoffs. And that was really one of the storylines and probably a reason why Denver didn't get to the Western Conference Finals. I was just looking at some lineup data from the playoffs earlier this week. And really, every lineup that featured most of Denver starters was a big net positive, just had a huge net rating. But then most of the lineups that featured Denver's bench were just terrible. And that's obviously what we think about when we, we kind of wrap up this whole Nugget season. You think about the playoffs, because that's what you know, we were all waiting to watch and see how this team navigated it. But I do think the bench and Plumlee's performance in the playoffs really soured for a lot of people what was a great year for him. He was great in the regular season. I was on this podcast throughout the year. I was writing on bsndenver.com how Mason Plumlee was arguably one of the best backup centers in the league. And him and Nikola Jokic at the five gave Denver arguably the best starting and backup center combination in the league. And you just forget how good he was. But I mean, looking at the stats, it was pretty obvious. And it could come back to you. Just really solid numbers for Plumlee across the board. 7.8 points per game, 59% from the field. So a solid field goal percentage there. Solid efficiency around the rim. 6.4 rebounds, three assists per game. The most he's had since the beginning of the season, the beginning of 2017 that he spent in Portland to go with a steal and a block. And that was only in about 21 minutes per game. And if you look at his per 36 numbers, they look really strong. 13.2 points, 10.9 rebounds per game, five assists. So a productive year from him. And he was also super durable too. That's something you get with Mason Plumley. That's a luxury when it comes to just what he brings to the table. He played in 82 games last year. One of the few nuggets to play in every single game. So overall, I thought it was a great year for him. Why he doesn't rank higher on this list for me looking ahead to next season, it does seem like his minutes will decrease. I don't expect him to play the 21 minutes per game that he played last year. I would expect him to play somewhere you know, between like 12 and 17 or 18 minutes a night, to be quite honest, because you've got the minutes at center with Nikola Jokic. He'll be playing 31, 32 minutes a game. Uh, so you have some backup minutes available there, but... 
the biggest difference for me when looking at Plumlee's role next season is I don't think he's going to play really any minutes next to Nikola Jokic at the four. Last year, that was a lineup combination that worked really well for Denver. That had a big net rating when Plumlee and Jokic were on the floor together. But with Jeremy Grant, Denver's going to be playing four big men. And Jeremy Grant's going to soak up a ton of those minutes next to Jokic, really, whichever ones Millsap doesn't play. And those minutes aren't going to be there for Plumlee last year. Because if you remember, last season, Denver started the year trying to play four bigs. Trey Lyles had a terrible beginning to the season, terrible first few minutes of the year. Eventually, he was moved out of the rotation. And Denver was just playing three bigs. And they played Jokic and Millsap, obviously, together in the starting lineup. Millsap and Plumlee played a little together. Plumlee and Jokic played a bunch together. So they really just mixed and matched those three beside one another. Now this season, Denver's going to try to play four bigs. And Jeremy Grant's going to play a lot. He played over 30 minutes a game in Oklahoma City last year. I don't think he'll get to that 30-minute mark this season, but he'll definitely play in the high 20s. And he will, like I said, soak up most of, if not all, of those power forward minutes next to Jokic. And I could even see a scenario where on that second unit, Paul Millsap's playing a little bit of backup center and taking some of Plumlee's potential minutes at the backup five next to a Jeremy Grant or maybe next to a Michael Porter Jr. So overall, I have Plumlee 10th because I expect his playing time to decrease slightly. I still think he'll be about the same player he was throughout the regular season as he was last year. Like him and Jeremy Grant, that's a better front court combination if those two were going to play alongside each other than Grant and Millsap or Plumlee and Millsap. Grant and Plumlee, I could see being a positive net rating combination for sure. So I project Plumlee to have a really solid year. I just don't really see where the 19, 20 minutes a game for him are. And really for that reason, I've got him as my 10th most important player for Denver heading into next year. Moving on, ninth on my list of most important Nuggets players for next season, Torrey Craig. And Craig's a guy who, I mean, was super valuable for Denver last year throughout the regular season, just plugging holes left and right when Gary Harris was hurt, when Will Barton was hurt, and then the playoffs where he joined the starting lineup and really helped inject some life into that Trailblazers series and almost helped catapult Denver to the Western Conference Finals. But projecting ahead next season, the reason I've got him ninth and not any higher it's because when healthy, I envision Craig as being someone Denver's going to bring off their bench, and his role could change on a night-to-night basis. And that even happened a little last year, where in some matchups he would play 25 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game. In other matchups, he'd play 5 to 10 minutes per game. And with Denver's personnel looking like it is right now, and of course, these rankings could change if Denver does make a move this summer, but I'm going ahead and doing this with the thought in mind that this is the team the Nuggets are returning next year. I could see him having a role that's kind of in flux a lot this year. If Will Barton gets back to his 2017-18 self, if Malik Beasley takes another step this year, if Porter comes on and really demands minutes from the beginning of the season as a part of the rotation, I could see Craig being the odd guy out on a couple nights here and there next season. And That might be tough to envision because he was such an integral part of this team at times last year. Denver just needs his defense. He's a guy at six foot six who's long, who's strong. Denver doesn't have a ton of those guys on its roster this season. Jeremy Grant helps 
Jeremy Grant definitely fills a hole that Denver did not have as a you know, 6'9", really lanky guy who can defend a lot of positions. Craig can do a lot of those same things to an extent, but I think Jeremy Grant might fill some of the role that Torrey Craig filled last year, you know, to be quite honest. So there just might not be as big of a need for Craig's versatility as there was last year. But don't get me wrong, he'll be called upon for sure. Like when the Nuggets are playing the Clippers, the Rockets, the Warriors, the Lakers even, they got to have guys to check LeBron James. Craig's one of the few guys on Denver's roster who can at least make life a little more difficult for LeBron. And I'm sure in those types of games, his minutes will be increased. And in those matchups, Denver is going to want all of those defenders that they have to throw at the likes of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Russell Westbrook now, LeBron. So those types of games, I think you'll see Craig's minutes definitely increase and he'll be a lot more valuable potentially in those games than a few of the guys that are ranked ahead of him on this list right now. But overall, it's tough to see him being a more integral piece to Nuggets next year than a Malik Beasley, than a Monte Morris or a Jeremy Grant or even a Will Barton. Now, here's how Craig could make himself more valuable, how he could vault up this list over the course of the season or even you know during training camp if he moves up a spot or two. It's if he proves that what we saw at the end of the year from him as a three-point shooter is the real Torrey Craig or if that was just a mirage and the shooter he was at the beginning of the season, that's who he's going to be next year because his three-point shooting, it was really night and day when you look at the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Here are his month-to-month splits in three-point shooting last year. In October, shot 13% from three. In November, 19% from three. December, 36% from three. January, back down to 32%. February, down to 28%. And then in March and April, out of nowhere, he jumps to 41% from three in March on 2.3 attempts per game, and then 47% from three in April. Only six games there. But he ended the year really hot from three. And If Torrey Craig comes out in training camp in preseason and is a 40% shooter from three, maybe that means his role on a night-to-night basis will be a bit larger than I'm predicting right now. Because you'll know he'll give it to you on the defensive end of the floor. He's just flat out one of Denver's better perimeter defenders, one of their better options to put on any of those guards I listed, Westbrook Harden, or any of those wings for that matter, LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George a guy to guard Steph Curry. Don't forget about him too. And so if he's proving early on this season that the three-point shirt he was at the end of the year, that's who he's going to be. Yeah, he could have a bigger role for sure. Before we move on in these rankings and I get to my eighth, seventh, and sixth most important Nuggets players for next season, it's time to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale. For those of you like me who have no idea what that means, this is a light-hearted, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer Also, make sure to check out the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. You'll be able to see all the events that we have planned, and we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP, and have a good time. With that, let's hit a quick break. We'll be right back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. 
If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. But I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-US uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here on a Thursday on the BSN Nuggets podcast. We are presented by The Green Solution. Make sure to visit mygreensolution.com. As always, you can use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Continuing my countdown of the Nuggets' most important players for next season. Went through numbers 15 through 11 on Wednesday's show. Quick recap. 15, Bull Bold. 14, Jared Vanderbilt. 13, Vlaco Chanchar. Number 12, Wancho Aranon Gomez. Number 11, Michael Porter. And then, just now in the first segment of today's show, went through numbers 10 and 9. 10, I've got Mason Plumley, And the ninth most important Nuggets player for next season, in my mind, Torrey Craig. Moving on. Number eight on this list, the eighth most important player for the Nuggets next season, I think it's Malik Beasley, and this was another one I grappled with, whether to put him or Will Barton here, and in a lot of these arguments, it's really just splitting hairs, I think. And when it comes down to this Barton and Beasley argument about who will be more valuable next season, and I'll just talk about them at the same time here, because Barton is next on my list. He's seventh, Beasley is eighth. And the difference between the two is at this point in both of their careers, and Beasley could get there, but I'm not sure if this is going to be him next season. Barton just brings a bit more offensive versatility, more offensive intangibles to the table than Beasley does at this point. When you look at them defensively, I'd probably slot Beasley ahead of Barton, You know, but I've been on record saying I think Barton's a fairly decent defender when he is engaged. You know, all things considered, Beasley's probably more of a plus on that end of the floor than Barton is. So again, I think this is pretty close, but at this point, Barton just is a bit more versatile offensively. And obviously this argument is predicated on Barton being healthy next season and returning to the player he was in 2017-18 and in the, what was it? six quarters this season, this past season that he was before he was injured when he did look like that player. I think he will look more like that guy next season, you know, as opposed to the player he was at the end of last year. And so this argument's definitely predicated on him getting back to that kind of form. And speaking about his offensive versatility, like Barton's a guy who can initiate out of the pick and roll. I think he's a better passer than Beasley. He can play point guard for you. 
know, he can play point guard on that second unit if the Nuggets want to mix and match a little. He can be a primary ball handler. Beasley, maybe he is that guy next season. He wasn't that last year. So I just think Barton can just do a little bit more for you on the offensive end of the floor. Like Beasley, probably the better pure shooter. Last year, Beasley like broke out as a shooter, obviously 40% from three. Picture perfect jump shot. Barton, you know, if you look at what he did in 2017 and 2018, 37% from three on both those seasons on four attempts per game in 2017, above five attempts per game in 2018, obviously did not shoot the ball as well last year. I think the injury had a lot to do with that. Just never had that rhythm over the second half of the season when he came back. He shot just 34% from three on the season. But back to Beasley here, I'm expecting another jump from Beasley, you know, next season. I think this is the type of shooter he'll be throughout the next several years. You know, a a guy who's going to hit around 40% of his threes. I think he's going to get more comfortable with the ball in his hands. He should continue to take steps as a defender. The thing I'm looking for him most next season is like, does he take some steps when it comes to like his ability to move off the ball, right? Does he take some steps in his ability to be a better help side, a better team defender? Can he read defenses better next season? Can he read offenses better next season? Because Barton does a bunch of those things better than Beasley right now. Like, Barton, you know, over the last couple of years has proven that he can really be a Jokic ball type player. Like the Nuggets starting lineup with Barton in it, going back to the 2017-18 season, it was one of the best starting lineups in the league. One of the best five-man units on the offensive end of the floor that Denver has put out there. And those pieces just fit so well together. Barton fits with those starters so well. Last year was a little different. You know, he never had that rhythm, was never really healthy. But Uh, A healthy Will Barton, I think, fits with Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, and Nicole Jokic better than a lot of guys on the Nuggets roster. So really, these two guys is just splitting hairs. I think the argument you could probably make for Beasley, a lot of it most likely has to do with what he can do on the defensive end of the floor. Because of his athleticism, he's probably a bit more athletic than Barton, probably a bit stronger than Barton. He's a guy that you could see Denver being able to use on some of those really good wings they'd be playing night to night in the Western Conference and really throughout the NBA. But he didn't prove last season to be that consistent defender. And Barton, it's easy to forget, but he had some standout performances on the defensive end of the floor. I remember one matchup against the Thunder where he played really good defense on Paul George. But Beasley, all in all, he was probably a better defender than Barton was last year. And so that's, I guess, an argument you could use to push him ahead of Barton in these rankings. But again, like I said, with these two, it's like splitting hairs. This is probably the toughest call that I had to make on this one. But I've got Beasley as my eighth most important Nuggets player for next season, Barton as my seventh. Got one more guy I want to get to on this countdown today, the sixth most important Nuggets player for next season. I do want to remind you guys, if you're not subscribed to BSN Denver, we've got a Broncos training camp sale going on right now. You can get 60% off a BSN Denver subscription. How you do that, how you get that deal, go to bsndenver.com backslash subscribe and type in the code BRONCOSCAMP, all one word, all capitals, B-R-O-N-C-O-S-C-A-M-P. You can get a membership to BSN Denver to read our Nuggets, Broncos, Avalanche, Rockies content, as well as our CU and CSU coverage for $2.91 a month. You also get all our content in audio form. So if you don't have time to read our articles, you can listen to them as well. You also get a free t-shirt from bsndenver.com with that subscription. 
Rockies, Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche shirts. A lot more to come later in the fall and into the Nuggets and Avalanche season and Broncos season as well. So get on that, bsendenver.com backslash subscribe. Use promo code BRONCOSCAMP, all one word, all capitals. You can get a BS Endeavor subscription for $2.91 a month, 60% off the regular price. Let's hit another break. We'll be right back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. Now, before we move on, a quick word from Total Beverage. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, dirty, 30. That's right. Total Bev is giving the BSN fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. Use code BSN2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Download today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder and Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered. Cheers from Total Beverage. All right, back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast, Thursday edition of the show, as always, presented by The Green Solution. Wrap it up today. I'm going to give you guys my six most important Nuggets player for next season, and that is Monte Morris, a guy who probably still does not get enough credit for what he did a season ago. I thought there were times throughout last year where Monte Morris was the third most valuable Nuggets player. I thought there was a argument you can make that throughout the early portion of last year, he might have been the second most vital and integral Nuggets player because he was the leading reason in my mind why Denver's bench was so good last year. And I think when you look at the Nuggets 54 win season and the fact that their second unit, I think for most of the year, you could probably say was the best second unit in the league. And yet they did fall off a bit when they tried to reintegrate Isaiah Thomas. And even when they took Isaiah Thomas out of the rotation back in February, they were really never able to rediscover that form that they had throughout the first, whatever, October, November, December, January, four months of the season, really for most, if not all, the first half of the season. But all in all, you got to give Morris the most credit on this bench unit for what Denver's second unit was able to do. I mean, he was great throughout the whole year. And Nobody really knew what to expect from him last season. Nobody really knew what they were getting in Monte Morris. A lot of people with the team thought Isaiah Thomas was going to be the Nuggets' backup point guard. Monte Morris would fill in here and there, but sure enough, Morris took the job and really ran with it. And to his credit, like he blew all expectations out of the water, and it was impossible to take him off the floor when Isaiah Thomas got back in February. And looking ahead to next season, I see him playing a pretty similar role. I see him having a pretty similar level of impact. Look, nobody is going to take Monte Morris's minutes, right? I've talked about this logjam on the wing. I've talked about a potential bit of a logjam in the front court that could limit Mason Plumlee's minutes or decrease his minutes from last year. There's not going to be anybody encroaching on Monte Morris's minutes at backup point guard, right? And he could even play some in the backcourt with Jamal Murray. Next season, Denver had some success here and there with that combination, putting Murray off the ball some. Uh, but Morris last year, 10.5 points per game, 3.6 assists, shot around 49% from the field, a healthy number there for a point guard of his size, and also 41.5% from three. He was the Nuggets' most efficient three-point shooter last season. 
and heading into the year, nobody would have given you Monte Morris if you asked for a name who was going to be the Nuggets' best shooter. So looking at what he did last year, the types of threes he was able to hit, and the worker he is in the summer, and how much he's probably working on his craft this offseason, I have no reason to think he won't come back next year and shoot 40% from three. He showed he could do it last year on a healthy number of attempts, and I think he'll do that again this season. And in terms of minutes per game, like he played 24 minutes a game last year. I see him playing a similar amount this year, maybe even a little more. And he's going to be somebody the Nuggets and Michael Malone can really plug into a variety of lineups. He'll play with the starters. He'll play with the bench. He'll play with a mix of the starters and the bench. And he's also one of the guys Michael Malone trusts the most, right? You think about like Torrey Craig it was such a Mike Malone guy. He clearly has Denver's coaches trust. I mean, Monte Morris is that guy as well. So he's going to play a lot. I could see him, you know, closing a game here or there for Denver. But I do really think his value and his biggest level of impact comes from what he does with that second unit and how he can really elevate that group to one of the best benches in the league again next season. Without Morris, I don't think the Nuggets can be in that conversation of best second units in basketball. But with him, they're at the forefront of that, right? And I think next season he's going to come back as a better player. He's going to come back as the same type of shooter, I think. Maybe even some deeper range. He's talked about this summer how he's trying to stretch his range out to the four-point arc. He can start taking some of those Steph Curry-type threes. I think that would add a lot to his game as well if he can launch from there and, and hit with some consistency. Finishing at the rim, that's something he's got to work on, but I can tell you that's been an area of focus for him this summer as well. So he's going to come back a better player, and I could see him having even a bigger impact next season than the one he had last year, and the one he had last year was really significant. So he's number six for me in terms of impactful players for next season. Just to summarize, running down 15 through 6 now, everybody I've gone over on these last two shows, Bull Bull at 15, 14 Jared Vanderbilt, 13 Vlaco Chanchar, 12 Wancho Gomez, 11 Michael Porter, 10 Mason Plumlee, 9 Torrey Craig, 8 Malik Beasley, 7 Will Barton, 6 Monte Morris. So we've got the top five, which I'll get to on Friday, and in no particular order, the top five will be Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Nikola Jokic, Paul Millsap, and Jeremy Grant. So tune in on Friday. Check back with me to see how I rank those top five in terms of importance for the Nuggets next season. I'll talk to you guys then. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, Executive Director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40-plus other prizes. So the, the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, we have a trip to Streamsong. We have a trip to Bandon Dunes. We have a trip to Sand Valley. And then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take an, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation. For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.